The Lick of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 14th. It was another fun weekend on the water, but it was not a record-breaking one. Last weekend, the Lake of the Ozarks CVB invited boaters to join in a boat parade as they tried to beat the Guinness Book of World Records. The world record for largest boat parade was set in Malaysia in 2014 with 1,180 boats. Last weekend on Lake of the Ozarks, only about 300 joined in the parade. A big number, but not a record-breaking one. CVB director Heather Brown says they don't currently have plans to try again. The Camdenton school janitor found guilty of exposing himself to multiple children was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Friday. A unanimous jury found 30-year-old Jesse DeVore guilty in April for six counts of sexual misconduct involving a child. Several parents of victims read emotionally charged statements on Friday asking Judge Kenneth Hayden for the maximum sentence. And a Lynn Creek woman was injured Saturday in a crash on Route M. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, David Terry was driving a Chevy Trailblazer when the vehicle began to slide on gravel, traveled off the right side of the road, struck an embankment, and overturned. A passenger, Rachel Terry, sustained moderate injuries and was taken to Lake Regional Hospital in Osage Beach. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. You ready for a little football? Well, not quite yet, but the mandatory minicamp comes this week for the Chiefs. Actually, it starts today, goes through Thursday. This is the last big event for the Chiefs before they open training camp on July 26th. Preseason games this year for the Chiefs in Chicago and then at home against Washington and the Packers before opening the regular season. Hey, so much for freedom of speech in the NFL. The Washington Commanders fined Coach Jack Del Rio for saying the January 6th incident was uh, not near as bad as all the other rioting and burning and looting during the BLM Antifa riots in 2020. Coach can't say what's on his mind, apparently. As for baseball, Major League style, the Cardinals continue their series at home against the Pirates today. They've got a doubleheader against Pittsburgh. They'll finish out that series tomorrow. And the Royals, they're on the road in San Francisco to play the Giants today. Royals, of course, really struggling this year. Later this week, the big NCAA baseball tournament College World Series gets underway in Omaha 
the number one ranked team in the country out of the SEC. Tennessee was upset in the last round, so they will not be there. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. If you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure to do that. Lake TV with 40,000 Facebook followers. Uh, be sure to be one of them. Hey, you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock, serving the entire lake area. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the Key with your monthly donation. Happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key.
Uh, yes, 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 folks. We are uh, getting ready for uh, Tuesday is Good Foods Day. Normally they say it's Good News Day, but uh, today it's Good Foods Day. Loving this. I'm so excited. Two hours of nothing but food on The Daily Show. That's all we're going to talk about. What food. else could you ask for? Food, food, food. Right. One of my favorite things in the whole wide Me world. Me too, clearly. Next to a uh, nice uh, margarita on the rocks, no salt. That's fair. Uh, give me a nice uh, big burger, juicy burger. I think there's somebody across the table from me here that can help us out with that. You are correct. So we're going to talk with uh, Tristan here shortly. Let's get you all caught up on what's going on. I don't even think we need to uh, do the weather forecast. I think uh, for the most part, hot, hot, hot. And, uh, oh, by the way, did I mention hot? Oh, miserable. Horrible. Humid. Yes. Uh, I've limited the dog to three walks a day. That's probably smart for both of you. Two in the morning and one in the evening. When it uh, gets a little heat, wanted to go out so bad last night. Finally, we went out about 7.30, and he's like, I guess we could have waited another half hour, 45 minutes. I said, I tried to tell you that, man. I said, you've been around for 10 years. You know what this is all about. So we will hit a high today of around 96, a low tonight of 76, and not much relief. So if you are uh, somebody who uh, needs a little help or uh, you know of somebody who needs a little help, step in and help them out. I saw some folks the other day, they had fans all around their windows. Their windows were open yesterday, and I felt so bad for those people. So I went up, knocked on the door. I said, is everybody okay? And she said, yeah, we're getting ready to bug out of here for a while until we get our AC fixed because now, of course, this is the time when, you know, all of uh, – they, they talk about things like preventative maintenance, right? Yeah. Preventative maintenance is so important in a lot of different very, areas. Very, very important, especially when uh, times like this hit. And so then the uh, air conditioner goes south on you, and uh, you call the uh, call the air conditioner repairman, and you say, hey, can you come out to my house? Well, yeah, sure. Uh, Two weeks. For a week or <laughs> 10 days, or we can come out, but it's going to be you know overtime and double time and on the weekends and all that other stuff. So those folks are making a killing. So to those of you who took the steps necessary and did a little preventative maintenance, yeah, you. you're going to be cool as a cucumber. But don't forget your friends and neighbors. Uh, you know, just go knock on the door, family members, make sure everybody's got an adequate source of cooling, whether it's a fan. I mean, even a fan would help out at oh, this anything. point. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 95 the high tomorrow, 97 on Thursday, 96 on Friday, 96 on Saturday, 97 on Sunday. For Father's Day, 99 on Monday, 100 degrees on Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. And then it just stays in the 90s basically for the rest of the month of June. You know, we had this beautiful spring. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. And then all of a sudden somebody said, uh, let's go straight to summer. Let's don't have any kind of a transition where, you know, we've got 85, 86, right? 87. Let's just go from 80 to a hundred let's just culture shock you and well, maybe this way we're going to get it over and get it out of the way i would hope i would hope so but my only worry is and this is so totally selfish right? is that i hate when it gets really warm really early like right now uh-huh. it stays 90 because in the water temperature in august is like a bathtub and i'm selfish Ooh. and i don't want it to be hot like that in august we well, just take your scrub brush and your bar of soap or your loofah and uh you just hit the lake and that's what i'm talking about the lake is like a bathtub though take a quick bath. you have to go all the way you have to like jump down to feel the cold water i'm just telling you okay. it's a pro it's a struggle the struggle is real the struggle is real <laughs> 
is. It's the worse. Every is year, real. I worry about this. 80 degrees is where we are right now. So we're broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Great to be here this morning. Great to be indoors where the uh, AC is uh, doing its job. And we'll probably have to go check it here in a little while and make sure it stays on uh, 62. I'm, I'm great with that. <laughs> I'm great with Bill that. Bill and Janice will come in and yeah. both each one will take a slide and slap me upside the head. What are you, what are you doing? Putting it on 62. I think it sounds glorious. What are you trying to do here? What are you chilling wine or something? Eight twelve is our time, so let's uh, let's take a quick peek at what's going on over there at Bagnell Dam. Already getting close to uh, six sixty. We're at six fifty nine point four five. River level at uh, five sixty six point nine six. Thirty five thousand plus the cubic feet per second as far as discharge. Those floodgates are wide open, and they'll be wide open, I guess, for a little bit longer anyway. Till we getting rid of all this uh, water that's uh, backed up uh, from and through uh, Lake of the Ozarks up into the Truman Reservoir and on up into, you don't realize how far this thing goes and where all this water comes from. It's crazy. And it doesn't you just go in the lake and we're like, oh, what do we no. do now? Let's push the button. Psh, there it goes. We're, and we're fine. Everything's great. No, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. No. You should, um, you should research it on your time if you're bored because it's very fascinating. What's that? The, uh, the you know like starting up at the Dakotas and uh-huh. the reserv- the hold the the holdings um whatever's up there and then how they release it and follow it all the way down. It is so fascinating. Yeah, it really is. So I uh, I, I if people are looking for these these cooling centers, I know there's a good website and it's mo.gov. And I'm trying to find the little tab on here where you can go to find uh, places to go to cool off. There is a map, and let me let me see if I can find it here. I'll do that uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but right now, right now, let's uh, let's celebrate a little bit about what is going on today. Did you know today is Flag Day? You know what? Really? Today's? Oh, we what is it? June? Yes, I didn't know that. Flag Day is June the 14th. Uh, also, today is National Bourbon Day. Interesting. I don't know. On a hot day, it's kind of tough to get your drink on sometimes. I think that's fair. As long as it's uh, maybe something with ice in it. World Blood Donor Day. Hey, I'm, I'm okay with that. I used to be a blood donor quite a bit. When I get smart with one of the neighbor kids, they punch me in the nose. That's a, that was generous of you. Yeah, well, got to give what you can. Right. Today is inter- you're speaking of the bath. Today's International Bath Day. Amazing. Mom always said wash between your legs and behind your ears and wear clean underwear. <laughs> Today is also Monkey Around Day. Today is National Call Your Doctor Day. I don't know if you make an appointment or what. Hey, just call your doctor and say, "Hey, Thanks. what's going on, doc? How you yeah. doing, brother? What's what's happening? Can I bring you something to eat? We, we got the we got Tristan here from Bless This Burger. We'll, we'll be right over. Right? Oh my gosh, that would I'm, every doctor would appreciate that. Who, Ash, who exactly comes up with all these names of all these days? I right. think it is people who are extremely bored, yeah, <laughs> and they're just looking for a reason to get together and party. Today is this is one of my all time favorites. National Forklift Safety Day. Oh, oh, wow. My gosh. Take your forklift out. Make sure it's all uh, well-oiled and lubed and uh, go drive it around and make sure you're doing things safely. Interesting. I see some of those videos. You ever see the video of the guy that, like, hits the side? There's, like, this big warehouse. Yes. And he bumps into yes. one of the thing. this tier of shelves. It's the greatest video I've ever seen. And he <laughs> knocks he knocks the, the shelves over, and then they hit another. It's like a domino effect. All of this product, all of these shelves, and everything is on the ground, and this guy's buried under the forklift, 
hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage and for sure and thank goodness for that because if his boss would have been able to get in there for sure he would have ripped his uh, head clean off national pop goes the weasel day national strawberry shortcake day well and, that's a good one and probably more important than anything else as we celebrate on this 14th day of june the birthday of the united states army and uh, of course it was created in 1775 the Army originally consisted of volunteer soldiers with roots to the Continental Army and was formed to fight the Revolutionary War. Today, as the largest branch of the U.S. military, the proud men and women of the U.S. Army continue to provide peace and security for all of us. So hats off to the men and women in the Army. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh. Yes, sir. It looks like, uh, looks like these folks are, this picture I have, these are some young folks here. I... I, I I had this inner ear deal when I was a kid, right? Because I wanted oh. to be a helicopter pilot in the Army so bad. So I went through, and I took the physical, and I slipped through, and I'm like, yeah. Well, the doctor saw something or whatever, and he said, oh, we want you to come back. And then, then I had to take no. the physical again, and that's when they caught it. Darn it. Yeah. it. It's not good to be in a helicopter when you have issues with your equilibrium. You know, that's an issue. That's a fair That's a fair. <laughs> he, he got it off the ground, but he's just going around in circles, man. <laughs> yeah, that uh, wouldn't be good. Kind of reminds me of that Geico commercial where the little Geico gecko is in the boat and the kids, he's yeah, like, I'm ready to come boat. in now. Yeah. I'm ready to come in now. He's going, I'm doing the best I can. And, and he's just going around in circles there in the lake. 817, Tristan Enemark. How are you this morning? I am well, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm excited that you're here because, um, you know, gosh, food trucks are just tanking off everywhere. They really are, especially at the Lake of the Ozarks, and, and we've tried very hard to be at the front of that line. Let me tell you something. I don't know how many of the food trucks around the area. Normally, you, you see them for, uh, for lunch, and then you might see them again for supper. But you're kind of unique because you're out till gosh, 3 in the morning. We are. On Friday and Saturday nights, we uh, realize we're locals here at the lake. And we've just realized over the years that there's just, ever since Denny's went out years ago, I don't mm-hmm. know how long ago that was, but it was a long time ago. Right and on. I remember all of us going there when I was much younger after the bars and so on and so forth. And so I decided that uh, we're going to sit out until 3 a.m. and give the community something to eat until late. And uh, the first couple of weeks, that was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, you have to get the word out, and it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of weeks ago, everything changed. Yeah. And now it is um, not just a place to eat, but almost an after-bars hangout yeah. for people. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's really great. We get to love on people and communicate with people and, and let them know what we're doing and what we're trying to do. And people seem to be really excited about it. So I don't know how many times on the way home after you know hanging out at my favorite uh, watering hole that I would love to just run across some place that's got a nice greasy burger. Truth. Whatever that, uh, you know, what, what are what are some of the things that you serve there? Obviously burgers, it's called Bless This Burger. For sure, we've got some, I would say probably the best cheese curds I've ever had in my mm. life. They're garlic breaded cheese curds and uh, we serve them with a house made ranch that we make ourselves, which is the only way to do it. Sure. And uh, it's awesome, it's a lot of fun. Um, we, we try to just uh, do a little bit of a variety. Uh, we change every week mm-hmm. uh, a few items. So we've got gourmet hot dogs, mm. uh, which are all beef, black Angus dogs, a quarter pound. Those are awesome. Um, we have six, seven, eight different types of burgers, crispy chicken sandwiches, uh, chicken strips or their homemade, hot bacon, honey mustard, all kinds of stuff. So... Um, it's a lot of fun. We just like serving good food to good people, and so far the community has been really, 
kind to us, and we appreciate that. And we just uh, look forward to doing more of it. Nothing at all against the fast food restaurants in the area. So I want all of the fast food restaurant owners to just, you know, we're not pointing fingers at you. We're not saying there's anything wrong with your product. But it seems to me like when someone or a couple of folks get involved with a food truck, there's a lot more to it than just, oh, we can go out and buy a big thing of ketchup and, you know, (laughs) or we can go out and buy a big thing of mustard or have mayonnaise. You, you really kind of get into it a little bit more because I've I've heard so far homemade ranch, and then you've got your homemade uh, the the we, all our sauces are house made so yeah. we make um, uh, spicy burger sauce that we use for fry sauce and mm-hmm. so on and so forth a gochujang Korean pepper sauce mayo that we make out of ourselves um, you know the hot bacon honey mustard and and all these other things we just like to. We don't think we're reinventing the wheel. Um, we just feel like we're going to give everyone a really good product and, and try to keep it at a fair price. I mean, everything's expensive these days. But um, we feel like if you go to a chain restaurant like uh, Outback or Chili's and Applebee's, which they serve a purpose, and that's awesome, mm-hmm. um, if you go get a burger and fries there, you're going to pay about 15 bucks. So that's what we try to do as well. Uh, that's our theory on it, that if you go out, it's – You'll pay 15 bucks. If you come to me, you'll pay 15 bucks. But this will be much bigger and better than what you're used oh. to getting. Yeah. I, I, I think so. So what did you say? Hot bacon honey mustard? Yes. it's. Uh, I'm going to get that on a shirt. Uh, you really could eat it on a shirt. No, 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 a, no, 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 no. I'm going to oh. <laughs> put it on a shirt. Hot bacon honey mustard. Buddy, I would eat it off shoe leather, so it's fine. <laughs> but I mean, uh, that's, that's like my new battle cry. Hot! Bacon honey mustard! <laughs> For real, it is, and it's got some horseradish in it, and I'll tell you what, it, it lights you up a little bit, um, but it's it's mild enough for where kids love it as well, and you can't figure out what's going on. You just know you love it. and. That's going to be my new password for everything on my that's, on the internet. Hot idea. bacon, honey mustard. That's a great idea. Uh, that's that's one I'll never forget as oh. long as I live. Hey, can I get your email address real fast? <laughs> <laughs> hot bacon, honey mustard. Uh, that, that just the, the whole the whole concept of hot bacon, honey mustard is uh, it's, it's incredible. So we're going to talk more with uh, Tristan here throughout the uh, course of the program, and we're also going to be talking with Mike Atwell and Michael Jones coming up in hour number two. Mike and Mike. Mike and Michael are uh, a couple of guys, and, and I know Michael has been around here for a long time, born and bred, and uh, I guess he was a Camdenton Laker. You can see his jersey if you go into Dan's right. Outpost. That's right. Tristan, are you from around here? I am. Yeah? And I do know Mike. Yeah? Yeah, he's a good guy. Well, it'd be like a family reunion. Right. Yeah, these. Uh, if you've worked in the restaurant industry here at the lake for a long time, almost everybody knows everybody. Right, right, right. You know, right. And there's the misfits and and the ones that no one wants that everyone still <laughs> hangs out with, and then the ones that nobody wants. Sure, and then the other, you know, the good ones <laughs> that know what they're doing, and the sharks, and you've got all types. But, yeah. Uh, I love the fact that I've gotten to work with uh, almost all of them over the years, mm-hmm. and a lot they taught me what I know. I mean, to be honest, and. And it's good stuff. So I have nothing but good things to say about the other restaurant tours around the right. area, and um, even the fast food restaurants. They serve a purpose, but um, we just want to get our word out there that hey, there is another place to eat at, right. at Lake of the Ozarks. Right. There is another option, and that's all I want people to know. If you don't want to eat there, that's fine. If you're not into the burger, that's great. Um, but at least but every, I want everybody out to big know. Time if I you feel didn't. like you would. I feel like you don't would. don't get me going. 
So I'd seen about this quite um, on Facebook for a little bit, and right. one of my friends, right. my friends wrote a, a raving review, and so I'm like, I've got to. So one day, you know, I live in Greenview, so it's a jaunt to go over Lake Ozark. Uh-huh. I thought, what the heck, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I have nothing else going on, and I'm freaking, I just want a great burger. Yeah. And so um, I went over there, and I was like, oh, my gosh, life-changing. And I yeah. call, I told you, yeah. I was like, you you got to try this place, because it is phenomenal. Uh, and it was, let's see, I had the, I had the fancy, like... There which, you go. Which is the, is it cremini? I don't even know. Cremini mushrooms. Mushrooms, white cheddar, compound butter, and mayo. Compound butter. Now you're getting serious. It was uh, glorious. It really is. And people ask what that is all the time. And I just smile at them and I say, it's the reason you're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. We're talking oh. about a Parmesan peppercorn compound butter made with fresh herbs and such. And oh. uh, you put that on and you can't figure out what is going on with this burger and why it's so great. Well, I'm just going to give you the secret. That's what it is. So. <laughs> it was glorious. If I'm going to go, I'm going to go camp out in front of Bless This Burger, and I'm just going to eat till I, I can't eat no more. I'm telling you, it was so awesome. Sounds really good, man. It Sounds was. And I tried the fries, but um, Tristan's wife was like, why didn't you get the cheese curds? They're the best. And I was like, I'm going to be back. I'm sorry. I I'm know. sorry. She's Please like, don't grab me the... from the food truck. But the, the, the fries were phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, oh my gosh. It was it was it was incredible, and the thing I love, like I'm always I love I love a good burger, right. but Todd can't um, eat beef because he has some issues with his stomach that he can't eat it. So, but there's still did he get bit by one of those ticks? He, not that we're aware of. Oh, not that we're aware of. Um, but yeah, I know that it's happened to quite a few people. Sure, that, I, I that, used to be a food director years ago, and people would come in and say they had that. that they had been hit bit by a tick, and they had Lyme's disease, and now they can't eat uh, the hoof. But you know what you can eat instead of this? Do you know this? Ostrich. Ostrich. Uh-huh. And it's a red meat that tastes it tastes wonderful and tastes like a steak, but you you're not eating a Be- red a, one that uh, Sure, because rise. it doesn't have a hoof. That's actually the is that rule. What it yes. Is? They say if it has a hoof, you can't eat it, which means you can, they can't eat pork, they can't eat beef, they can't eat um lamb. Yeah. They can't eat any of those because they have hooves. But oh. all birds, yeah, and like ostrich or chicken or other things, they're fine with. And I, I, when someone walked up to me in the cafeteria, this was years ago. I was working as a food director at a Christian camp, Windermere, out there yeah. outside of Camden. Yeah, and um. We were serving 3,500 people a day from scratch. It was a lot of fun. It was oh an my incredible gosh. amount of work. And um, people would come up to me and say, hey, I'm, I have this disease. I can't eat anything with a hoof. And I started laughing out loud in their face. And I said, is that a joke? And they right. said, no. Like, this is a real thing. Yeah. And I said, if it's got a <laughs> hoof, you can't eat it. And they said, for sure. <laughs> and I don't know what that has to do with it DNA-wise or genetically, but... Um, it's a real thing. It is a real and thing. And I, I learned that the hard way. And then I had to apologize. And I said, I'm so sorry for, for being insensitive. In yeah, for real. <laughs> I thought that was a joke, you know. But well, didn't mean to laugh in your face. That's right. Sorry about that. So if you, and this is like, um, oh, the smoky ghost. This isn't on, is this on all the time? Or is it uh, yeah. So that is a special that we actually started. So I had a customer come up to me and say, um, I love spicy, but I don't necessarily love a lot of sweet. I mm-hmm. just want it hot. And um, a lot of people also had been asking for barbecue sauce. I'm not a huge, I love barbecue as much as the next person, but I feel like barbecue sauce overwhelms the flavor of a lot of things. Right. And so I try not to use it too much. So, But I wanted to give the 
people what they wanted. Mm. So I took the ghost and modified it a little bit. And I put smoked bacon on there and uh, buttery grilled onions and then... Um, ghost pepper jack cheese. Sure, the ghost pepper jack cheese, uh, which is really hot, by the way. That is, you I know, always it, ask people, you want one piece of cheese or two? Do you want the horns or not? <laughs> because that stuff hurts. But you put a little barbecue sauce on there. We candy our own jalapenos, our own chipotle mayo, and next thing you know, you've got something. See, that's that's the extra step that most people... Because if you are going to go to the extent of owning a food truck you have to be on your game because there are the competition is just brutal it really is because you're competing with people who have air conditioning Mm -hmm. that you can sit down Mm -hmm. that they're going to serve you a tasty beverage and an alcoholic beverage or whatever and you've got options and um they're going to bring you everything and and it's a different experience and so we really realized that if we're going to go out you've got to have something that not everyone else is doing you have to have a unique product that um, that actually responds to the community and what they want. And so that's what we've been trying to do. And, and we served grilled chicken for a while, and that went great. And then we switched to fried chicken, and that's worked great. And uh, we try different things all the time. We're going to do a hillbilly fish sandwich here in a couple of weeks um, with a cracker-breaded Atlantic cod. Oh, my God. Um, American cheese, uh, awesome pickles, a homemade tartar sauce, and then we'll put it all on with lettuce on a brioche bun. And it's just everything you want a fried fish sandwich to be. Uh, so I I don't know what to do at this point. I'm afraid to talk because <laughs> saliva is going to get all over my uh, all over my keyboard. I, I totally I feel your even oh. the hot dogs though. You know you, you have hot dogs. You could just a hot dog, right? But that's not ju- they don't have just hot dogs, and they're funny named like yeah. the poodle for sure. Has that what kind of mayo is that? Uh, that's good, a good call. That's a gochujang mayo yeah. actually with um, cremini mushrooms and sautéed onions and and it's it's. A lot of fun. Uh, that Those ideas actually came up from my former manager that used to work for me. Um, he said, if you're going to do hot dogs, name them after dogs. And we had on our menu, every dog has a different personality. And so, uh, you know, a fancy one with all kinds of bougie ingredients, we're calling the poodle. Right. Uh, the regular, everyday, plain one, we're calling the lab. Um, the Rottweiler, you know, it's got some bite. And uh-huh. so we put ghost pepper jack cheese and jalapenos on there and call it the Hotweiler. I mean, it was it was just a unique, fun idea that, and the kids seem to love it. The the adults laugh at it, of course, but, um, you know. It's, it's 829. We're going to jump into our bottom of the hour information break. We're going to come uh, come back and talk more with Tristan Enamark. He is, uh, he's the man that runs this uh, Bless This Burger food truck, which you can find on the weekends down on the Bagnell Dam Strip until, what, about 3 o'clock, 3 in the morning? Yes, on Friday and Saturday nights till 3 a.m., yeah. and uh, the rest of the week, Tuesday through Friday or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, will be open till about dark. Uh-huh. So well, we're trying to give everyone lunch and dinner options. Oh, lunch. So you'll be down there today? Yep, we will. What time do sure. you start? Uh, should be around noon. Sometimes it's 11.30, sometimes it's noon. I'll go with you. Yeah. Well, no, I've, I've actually got to go down there to do a shoot for Lake TV. Oh, well, then it's, it's, it, was, it was handed to you on a platter. He has it. KB. Yeah. Yeah. It was handed yeah. to you on a platter. Yeah. <laughs> David Bechtold is uh, filling in for Stacey Johnson, who is on assignment or on vacation. And I'm glad about that, uh, Stacey, getting some much-needed time off. We'll hear from Nathan on LakeExpo.com, the uh, trusted news source here at the lake. Also, Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris, with a check of sports. We'll come back and talk some more with these folks. It is uh, Tuesday, and uh, we're calling it Good Foods Day on The Daily Show on Key Radio.
I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 14th. It was another fun weekend on the water, but it was not a record-breaking one. Last weekend, the Lake of the Ozarks CVB invited boaters to join in a boat parade as they tried to beat the Guinness Book of World Records. The world record for largest boat parade was set in Malaysia in 2014 with 1,180 boats. Last weekend on Lake of the Ozarks, only about 300 joined in the parade. A big number, but not a record-breaking one. CVB Director Heather Brown says they don't currently have plans to try again. The Camdenton School janitor found guilty of exposing himself to multiple children was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Friday. A unanimous jury found 30-year-old Jesse DeVore guilty in April for six counts of sexual misconduct involving a child. Several parents of victims read emotionally charged statements on Friday asking Judge Kenneth Hayden for the maximum sentence. And a Lynn Creek woman was injured Saturday in a crash on Route M. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, David Terry was driving a Chevy Trailblazer when the vehicle began to slide on gravel, traveled off the right side of the road, struck an embankment, and overturned. A passenger, Rachel Terry, sustained moderate injuries and was taken to Lake Regional Hospital in Osage Beach. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. You ready for a little football? Well, not quite yet, but the mandatory minicamp comes this week for the Chiefs. Actually, it starts today, goes through Thursday. This is the last big event for the Chiefs before they open training camp on July 26th. Preseason games this year for the Chiefs in Chicago and then at home against Washington and the Packers before opening the regular season. Hey, so much for freedom of speech in the NFL. The Washington Commanders fined Coach Jack Del Rio for saying the January 6th incident was uh, not near as bad as all the other rioting and burning and looting during the BLM Antifa riots in 2020. Coach can't say what's on his mind, apparently. As for baseball, Major League style, the Cardinals continue their series at home against the Pirates today. They've got a doubleheader against Pittsburgh. They'll finish out that series tomorrow. And the Royals, they're on the road in San Francisco to play the Giants today. Royals, of course, really struggling this year. Later this week, the big NCAA baseball tournament College World Series gets underway in Omaha. The number one ranked team in the country out of the SEC, Tennessee, was upset in the last round, so they will not be there. 
Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. If you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure to do that. Lake TV with 40,000 Facebook followers. Uh, be sure to be one of them. Hey, you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and, of course, the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and, of course, online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station 89.3, The Key. Say it with me now. Hot bacon, honey, mustard. Hot bacon, honey mustard. My gosh. This is, like I said, that's the new battle cry. It apparently is yours for sure. Yeah, you know, what does Mel Gibson say? They may take off something, but they can't take off whatever, and he rides, you know, in, in the movie. What's that movie? Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't Braveheart. see Braveheart. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. It's still early for me. It is early. But, uh, you know, they can take off this, but they can't do that, and, and mine's hot bacon, honey mustard. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming you're going to have some today at lunch. I'm going to try and get down there. I'm definitely going to try and get down there. We're going to be down at the Beam filming uh, with Lydia Porter uh, and find out what the Beam is all about. And then you'll find out about it on What's Burning over on Lake TV when we have the new show on Thursday. But if we, if I, if I can break free and get over there. I, and then I've also got to go to my evaluation today. Oh, I don't want to know what this is. Don't my my evaluation for Lake TV, they, they are going to evaluate Oh, yes, me. you're ev- my evaluation yeah i will say there's a lot of things that i don't like in life and evaluations are one of them and, and it's not because i can't handle the criticism it's not that i just don't like evaluations they for whatever reason they don't seem to go well for me <laughs> and, and i don't mean because you know I, I did a bad job or anything i just don't like them i'm sorry well don't, i mean i feel like sometimes like you know like you're 
around 50-ish or I'm around 50-ish. Like, I don't, I, like. I'm closer know, to 60-ish. I don't, I'm just being kind. I appreciate that. Thanks. Um, I just am like, yeah, I don't really, I'm, I'm too old to, for somebody to just kind of, you know, tell me what to do. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe it's a German. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Are you German? Am I German? No, I'm Irish. Oh, you're Irish. Yeah. Got it. Yep. That's why you don't like evaluations. I guess. That's, <laughs> you can come up with the whatever. Irish never like evaluations. <laughs> don't, don't evaluate us. That's right. <laughs> Abundant sunshine in 95 today. 77 the low tonight with a clear sky. Uh, boy, they're trying to they, they, they're trying to window dress it so nice. Abundant sunshine. Yeah. Uh. And 95. Oh, my God. And humidity at 200%. Close. For sure. It's like dancing on the sun. It is. 95 tomorrow, 97 Thursday, 96 on Friday, 96 on Saturday, 97 on Sunday, 99 on Monday, 100 degrees expected uh, on Tuesday and 99 on Wednesday. So plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. And if there's anybody out there who knows where I can get a lemon bomb pop or a box of them or possibly a case of them, Call me at 573-633-5395. The lemon bomb pop would make mama happy. And when mama's happy, yeah. everybody's happy. You know how that works. I, I, searched, smart. I went shopping on Saturday, and I made it a point to go to every store in Camdenton where I thought there might be lemon bomb pops, but I struck out. Really? I don't... I, I then I went online, this. and I still didn't really see much in the way of lemon bomb pops, but... I don't know what a lemon bomb pop is. Well, I don't it's, either. It's like, you've seen the bomb pop Like before, the red, red, white, white and blue. blue? Yeah. But it's just lemon. It's the same shape, same basic consistency. Is it the same color, too? Or is well, it no, it's, yellow? It's yellow. Okay. It's, just, yeah. it's, just, it's a fair question, Katie. You don't no, look at me like no. I'm a complete I'm moron. Gonna, I'm going to make a phone call real fast <laughs> to my food vendors and see if yeah. I can find Where them. is the lemon <laughs> bomb pop? That's right. If if anyone knows where I can get a lemon bomb pop. <laughs> if, I, if I have a bomb pop, the lemon bomb pops, and the hot bacon honey mustard. Oh, my gosh. I will oh. own his soul. You will. Yes. It will be great. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty easy, man. It's like, you know, don't feed the bears. That's what I always tell people. Don't feed the bears because then the bears will be scratching at the food truck going, let me in. Um, We are talking uh, Tuesday is Good Foods Day. Tristan Enamark, who has uh, blessed this burger, the food truck that uh, is available on the now, are you specific to the Bagnell Dam Strip, or do you uh, venture well, to we other would, areas? We do venture to other areas, but um, surprisingly enough, uh, at least to me, Lake Ozark, mm-hmm. where um, you know that it's really happening, is the cheapest place to sell food out of a right. food truck at right. the lake. Um, you'd think it would be Camdenton or Sunrise Beach or maybe even Osage Beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure not. Uh, those places are more expensive. And so we just looked at it from a business point of view and said, we'd love to serve the whole lake. But um, right now, the permits cost quite a bit in other towns. But um, in Lake Ozark, it's really inexpensive. And so we we uh, decided to sell there. And when you do something right... Lo and behold, people will drive from Camdenton and right. Sunrise View. Beach, which is yeah. exciting. Yes. Uh, so that's great. But we are looking where we'll be in Sedalia, it looks like, this weekend. Nice. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were in Jeff City, and so we were doing an event for Helias High School, mm. trying to get our name out there, uh, which then they talked to the other Jeff City School District, and now they called us, and they want us to go up there in August. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's exciting. You know, we try not to go too far, no, no more than two hours mm. away, because because I am driving a tank, right? I mean, it's pretty bad on gas. 
But, yeah. um, you know, probably gets five gallons to the mile or something like that. <laughs> well, and I told Tristan, I said, someday, I mean, I know you're starting out and stuff and you're doing awesome, but I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, maybe one couple of a couple of blesses burgers yeah. well that's that's where he needs investors right that's where he needs people to invest people in, like in, in 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 buy and do his product so sedalia is that for the scott joplin festival um it uh my business partner just called me yesterday and said something about some big swap meet going on oh. up at those fairgrounds okay and oh. said there's supposed to be tens of thousands of people there and i was like well done oh well, let's go do that so uh, sometimes these things okay. work out for us. Sometimes they don't, but you'll never know without trying. So absolutely, we're brand new to this whole food truck thing. We've been in the restaurant industry uh, for a very long time, but uh, never a food truck. And it's a different animal, and um, it's a lot of fun. But there's a learning curve for sure. You uh, you kind of segued right into where I was going with this, and and what was the inspiration? What uh, what made you decide? Uh, you know, I'd like to. Uh, you know, make food for folks, but uh, I would really rather have it on wheels. Sure. Um, years ago, I was a food director out at Windermere Baptist Conference Center, that Christian camp out there, and and uh, it was a lot of fun. And the CEO gave me the opportunity. He had a vision of a restaurant, a burger restaurant, and he said, can you make this happen? And I just smiled at him. I said, you want me to create a restaurant from scratch? And he said, I do. And I said, okay. And so I started working on that and did a lot of praying. And uh, I was brand new to um, that level of creation, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, I had always been the guy executing and not creating. And so um, I got to come up with some things, and we had a lot of success with it. And lo and behold, we had people from the community driving all the way from Lake Ozark all the way out to Roach just to eat. Right. And it was exciting. And so once COVID shut everything down like it did everyone else, um, the camp went away, if you will, and, and had to be sold. Mm -hmm. And all of us lost our ministries and our lives and our homes and our jobs. And I went back to work at a restaurant in Osage Beach and helping them out, some very good friends of mine. And um, basically, people would come to me and saying, where are you opening up again? Where are you opening up again? Well, guys, I don't, you know, to open up a restaurant these days, I imagine you'd need half a million dollars, right? And in this economy, that's kind of rough. But I said, I'd can't find 500 but maybe i can find 50 and take this on the road and so um we took a gamble and looked at the community and said you know lake ozark is passing that they're now going to allow trucks there and that's a gold mine if you will for trucks that's where you want to be um where all the action is over there and so that's what we did and uh i had known my business partner for years we've we've been close before and and he was excited about it, and he had been looking for an opportunity. And uh, he has different skill set than I do. So I'm the food guy, and he's the business guy. And he kind of tries to find our spots and works on um, other things. And now we're building a commissary. So we want everyone in the community to know that other food trucks are welcome to use our commissary as well. We lease that out to people. Um, we're building. That's a great idea, by Yeah, that. we're yeah. building one in Camdenton uh, because we couldn't find one. We mm -hmm. looked for months and couldn't find one at the lake. And we thought, well, we're not the only truck that's struggling with this. And then we find out that other restaurants don't have enough room, and they're also paying other people for extra freezer and storage space. Mm -hmm. So we decided, well, why, if we need that as well, why aren't we just doing the same thing for the community and really get involved and help them? And we've had some success with that. Now it looks like in the next couple of months, hopefully by the end of the summer, we'd like to build one in Osage Beach. So uh, then we'd have two different ones at the lake. And um, we also got another truck that's coming online and uh, we're helping him as well. 
Um, so there'll be a taco truck shortly, probably this week, which will be great. Doing so, I'll just doing ceviche tacos and ceviche shrimp tacos, tacos and fish yeah, tacos. Yeah, ta- talk about these because we had fish this conversation. They're, it's amazing. So talk about your tacos a little because sure. Uh, we we've got a, another guy who is very passionate about his food and really wants a shot. And um, we met him and we believe in what he wants to do. And so uh, we took him kind of under our wing, if you will, and and we're trying to help him get started. And that's what I was doing all yesterday on my day off. And but we're excited to get him out on the road. Hopefully today or tomorrow. And um, you know, he can ride around, and we're of the opinion that when you see one food truck, you think about stopping. When you see two or three, you will stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we don't feel like it's competition. We all do different things, and and we feel like competition benefits everybody. There are obviously a group of you folks that, that kind of congregate and hang out, and you'll see a bunch of them together once in a while. But interestingly enough, and you touched on it, is the number of permits that you must have. You don't just get one. No. You have to have certain permits for the county. You have to have certain permits for the city. And everybody does it a little different. Really? And that's just so that, you know, and and to me, it's like, okay, I get it. I understand, you know, and you have to meet certain criteria when it comes to health and cleanliness and, and all of that. And so that in itself you know that's you know you're, you're you're dedicating a good portion of your profits and and the profit margin I would imagine with a food truck is just like a restaurant or a grocery store that is accurate it is so very thin you can slip it under the door that is accurate yeah <laughs> and so i applaud people who do this i mean we've talked to a number of folks around here they had the food truck festival last year and then again this year over at the lori fairgrounds for sure you need to be a part of that we were there in the fall yeah. and we were really excited because no i'm sorry we were there in the spring were you um we were there in the fall with a believe it or not a little hot dog cart oh. uh oh, true right. story and we were making a couple of the burgers that we make now yeah. as sliders and believe it or not i mean we did pretty well out of that and we thought Mm. man if we've got a hot dog cart and we're doing this well we need a truck yeah so we got a truck and went in the spring and in april i think it was and that was our first event um that i got i still have ptsd from that day (laughs) (laughs) because that was our first day but it was a lot of fun the community got excited that there was a burger truck Mm -hmm. and uh not to jump ahead but i'll tell you what became really famous overnight there and what i didn't realize was going to sell better than almost anything we sell is our dessert Mm -hmm. and we wanted something sweet for people just at the end and we do a funnel cake fry dessert toasted um tossed in powdered sugar we take some toasted coconut pineapple ice cream we put that on top and then we drizzle raspberry sauce all over it and stop it. people just went nuts stop and it. we you know we make it look pretty like you would in a restaurant and so once one person turned around from our food truck at that festival with one every single person there said where did you get that mm-hmm. and that was it and we went we sold out of all of our cases and i looked at my buddy and i said we we're doing this all wrong we had no idea that this was going to take off and now um it's a big enough deal to where the community knows fridays are funnel cake friday and they're two dollars off and we go through so many funnel cake fries on that day it's insane look this guy up on uh, on facebook easy to find bless this burger i've got the menu here in front of me gourmet burgers for 10 bucks uh tropical heat italian steakhouse the ghost fancy like uh, the pc the classic and then you mentioned uh the funnel cake fries 
Craft ale battered fries. Again, sounds like something that, uh, you know, you put some thought into, obviously. Fried onion petals and the garlic bread of cheese curds. Uh, you know, and, and with something like this, I don't think you have to go overboard and have 20 different burgers. Agreed. Y- you get a handful. That's exactly right. You do right. very well. And then the people, that's what they come looking for because they'll say, well, I've got to have that burger again. Uh, you know, I had last time I was here, oh. I've got to have it again. Oh, my goodness. I know. I can't. I can't wait to have another one. And, you know, th- sometimes if you have a huge menu, it's too overwhelming. Like, you know. I, it, it really is. And and the idea was to take that restaurant we had done out at Windermere and put it in a truck. And very quickly I realized that was a mistake. Uh, you just don't have the room. Right. And so I said, uh, we're going to choose the only things we do really well. I mm. mean, nails. And so uh, we decided we're just doing these six. I mean, I do specials every once in a while. The Smoky Ghost has ended up becoming our most popular burger, so now it's on the menu. I mean, people just <laughs> right? order it all the time. It's almost like that's the only burger we sell, which is crazy because I am still marvel at the number of people that can handle that amount of heat. But, um, yeah, we, we just decided to do six different burgers. We'll, we'll make whatever you want. You come up there and you tell us what you want, and that's great. But mm-hmm. we wanted to give people you know just a limited number of options, but knowing that whatever we do, we do well. Very good, very good, and that's the best way to do it. Sometimes people try to overextend themselves. You know, you go to some some restaurants and they have a menu that's, you know, you unfold it and you just keep unfolding it. And it's like, my Lord, how can whoever is back there in the kitchen make all of this and, and you know, be able to do it well? Well, that's the thing is being able to do it well. And that's why um, I love, like I said, I mean, I was so impressed with the burger and everything. And yeah. I knew I, I knew I had to share it. You know, remember, I mean, 30 years ago when I was a kid, food trucks were gross, you know, and now food trucks are like the bomb. The standard. They are. Yeah, they're they awesome. Are. So um, I'm I'm a, I'm so glad you were able to come in, Tristan, and, yeah, and share about me. your I food truck. I appreciate you guys. We, we still got time. Don't rush him out the door yet. <laughs> well, then hopefully hopefully next year let, I would. Let him tell us some more about some of the stuff he's doing over there. I'll tell you what. I'd like um, to start a chicken truck and do bless this bird yeah bless this bird uh, bless this good... bird and people would you know all kinds of neat chicken stuff out of the box uh, peanut satay that uh, from thai and do all these different you know all these different flavors and profiles. hold on just a second i don't know if i can get this on here or not i'm trying to get this uh i thought we had somebody calling in here we do mm-hmm. looks like maybe sort of yeah oh it's on here there it is right there yeah. where's michael at michael are you there buddy See if I can get him in here. Hold on just a second. We'll see what we can do. He's trying. They're probably trying to find the place. <laughs> uh, let's see. You guys continue on with the discussion here. I'm gonna. No problem. You want to reach out to him? Uh, to Michael? Yeah. Well, what if he's lost? I'm trying to find him. There he is, right there. There he is, right there. Uh, he can turn it on. Let's see here if we get him on here. There he is. There he is. Let's see. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'm doing well, Michael. We're on the air right now. Uh, are you guys trying to find the place? We are. <laughs> where, where are you right now? Uh, Ozark Healthcare Center, down that drive. Ozark Healthcare. Oh, Ozark Drive. It's all the way at the end. Uh, before you get into the woods back there, it's uh, you pull off of 50, uh, 54, uh, the parkway, and it's past Elite Roofing on the right-hand side of the road. It's SRG Financial Advisors. Oh, that's where you are? Oh, okay, I just pulled in there. Okay, cool. Very good. Well, we'll see you shortly. All right, see you in a few minutes. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Well, there's our there's our guests. So the good thing is, is I know they're going to be here. That, that's it's not a relief. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's always, always a relief when you're that's, live. That's the one thing in this business that 
that you uh, you get uh, a little concerned about once in a while. You know, you're looking at the clock and you're looking out there either in the waiting room or you know you got the studio door open or something like that. But they will be here, so excited Yay. about having them on. And and again, you know, uh, this whole concept of food trucks has just really taken off. I mean, there's that uh, program that they do on the Food Network where all the food trucks yes. compete against yes. one another. That's incredible. Uh, Mindy says I should get a food truck, but no. I have been. I don't have that kind of patience. Well, it's that an incredible be. amount of work. Guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a seven-day-a-week I don't mind the work. The work doesn't bother yeah. me. It's just that. My patience. Sure. I'd have to have much more in the way of patience in okay. order to pull this off. So you off. struggle a little bit with your patience, but I'll a tell little. you, you are your great. Be glad cook. you're not married to me. Well, well, that's why we're friends. <laughs> that's uh, the only reason, right? <laughs> you want to hear some horror stories? Yeah, no. Uh, that's I'll get why, Mrs. Burns on the line. Yeah, that's why we're just friends. This is why he needs table. lemon bomb pops. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> But Katie's a phenomenal cook, and I just, I'd love for him to share it with people. That was my philosophy. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I, I enjoy cooking, you know, for me, because I don't do it, you know, as a as a seven-day-a-week sure. thing. It's, I can do it when I want to do it, and yeah. it's It's therapy. still fun. It's therapy. You know, to make a big pot of gumbo on a Saturday or to smoke a brisket on a Saturday or to make uh, spaghetti. Are, are we losing you? There she goes. Oh, She's man. slowly but surely sinking down a little bit more I'm each right, time. Just... It's on the right-hand side of the chair there. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. We're good. Next time, just to double-check, we'll, we'll get you some phone books. We'll bring oh. in some. They, I don't think we can find any phone books. Phone say, books when they, when was the last time you saw a phone book? A phone book is about like that right. now. That's exactly. And, and that thick, too. So, folks, we have chairs in the studio that you pump up and you can get higher and lower. And for some reason, my chair has now just dropped about a foot. And mm -hmm. so I'm now kind of almost on the floor. It's all right. But it's okay. It's okay. We, we manage here. We manage we, we've here. We've only got three minutes left. So all is well. <laughs> Nobody's stressed. We're, we're good here. There's no reason to panic. That's why. It's like, uh, you know, it, it's like the adult table during Thanksgiving. Yes, sure. And I there's do. the kids table. There we go. Like the kids Playing table. with the chairs in the corner. Yeah. You guys are like a foot taller than me. I'm it's the kids table at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Tristan and Amark, I appreciate you taking time to come down and see us today and hang out and tell us all about uh, Bless This Burger. And uh, I'm going to be down on the strip today, so I'm going to make every attempt possible to get over there and see you. And uh, good golly, I'm going to check my bank account and... Uh, Maybe I'll get one of everything. I don't know. <laughs> Especially after that stellar evaluation you're supposed to get. <sighs> right? Well, that's not till 425. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, it's probably best you feed them first, Maybe Tristan. it would be better right. if I was in a food coma. Sure. Right. If I was in a food coma and... Uh, and we'll just we'll just go from there. I can do that. But uh, again, excited for the opportunity to and 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 more and more folks are getting involved in the food truck industry. So uh, you have to stay on your toes and remain pretty competitive, don't you? Uh, for sure, we're doing a lot of market research and um, studies on on what people are really wanting and mm -hmm. the way they're wanting it and at what times. And and you learn that from experience and. Uh, you talk to a lot of people and do a lot of networking and, and hope that works. And so far, the community has been really kind to us. Yes. We feel blessed yes. um, that they have given us a shot and they've pulled over and, and given us their time and let us feed their families. And we just consider it a real blessing, and we're really excited about it. And that was part of where the name came. We just, Lord bless this burger. Right. You know, this right. is what we want. This is what we want to do. Um, 
you know, allow us to be a blessing to the community. And so far, we've been very, yeah. very fortunate. So, how about a, we've got about a minute left? Uh, a little advice for people that are interested, in maybe getting into the food truck business. Um, now is a great time to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, don't overextend yourself thinking that you have to get this top of the line truck that's super flashy that looks like it's from the food network mm-hmm. uh ours looks like it came out of a gutter <laughs> but um and it, it's, it's an old u-haul conversion and so and it there's no hiding it you can right. see the orange and white and so uh people laugh at it but now i'm the u-haul guy that everyone knows that you need to stop and so at the end of the day your food needs to sell itself so really sink all your time and money into the quality of your food and not your truck. Amen. Tristan Enemark uh, with Bless This Burger. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for hanging Thanks out with so us. Thanks so much. I appreciate the time. Take absolutely. Care, guys. Absolutely. And Mindy, thank you so much for setting this up. We'll uh, work on your chair. The, no worries. No worries. I'm just glad. And like I said, you know how I am. I love to share things about local people. And if we can support local people, especially like Tristan, who are um, starting up their business and let's support them. So I'm glad he was able to come in and hopefully I'll see you there for lunch. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. We've got uh, Mike Atwell and Michael Jones coming up in hour number two as Tuesday is Good Foods Day. Let's take a break with some information. Nathan Beck told with LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider with Lake TV. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. The Lake of the Ozarks only community radio station. That's right. You've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 14th. It was another fun weekend on the water, but it was not a record-breaking one. Last weekend, the Lake of the Ozarks CVB invited boaters to join in a boat parade as they tried to beat the Guinness Book of World Records. The world record for largest boat parade was set in Malaysia in 2014 with 1,180 boats. Last weekend on Lake of the Ozarks, only about 300 joined in the parade. A big number, but not a record-breaking one. CVB director Heather Brown says they don't currently have plans to try again. The Camdenton school janitor found guilty of exposing himself to multiple children was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Friday. A unanimous jury found 30-year-old Jesse DeVore guilty in April for six counts of sexual misconduct involving a child. Several parents of victims read emotionally charged statements on Friday asking Judge Kenneth Hayden for the maximum sentence. And a Lynn Creek woman was injured Saturday in a crash on Route M. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, David Terry was driving a Chevy Trailblazer when the vehicle began to slide on gravel, traveled off the right side of the road, struck an embankment, and overturned. A passenger, Rachel Terry, sustained moderate injuries and was taken to Lake Regional Hospital in Osage Beach. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. You ready for a little football? Well, not quite yet, but the mandatory minicamp comes this week for the Chiefs. Actually, it starts today, goes through Thursday. This is the last big event for the Chiefs before they open training camp on July 26th. Preseason games this year for the Chiefs in Chicago and then at home against Washington and the Packers before opening the regular season. Hey, so much for freedom of speech in the NFL. The Washington Commanders fined Coach Jack Del Rio for saying the January 6th incident was uh, not near as bad as all the other rioting and burning and looting during the BLM Antifa riots in 2020. Coach can't say what's on his mind, apparently. As for baseball, Major League style, the Cardinals continue their series at home against the Pirates today. They've got a doubleheader against Pittsburgh. They'll finish out that series tomorrow. And the Royals, they're on the road in San Francisco to play the Giants today. Royals, of course, really struggling this year. Later this week, the big NCAA baseball tournament College World Series gets underway in Omaha. The number one ranked team in the country out of the SEC, Tennessee, was upset in the last round, so they will not be there. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. If you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure to do that. Lake TV with 40,000 Facebook followers. Uh, be sure to be one of them. Hey, you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key & Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key & Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key & Lock serving the entire lake area who supports key radio financially i do this is bill munhausen speaking on behalf of the key ozarks podcast and key gathering place in camdenton when i began podcasting two years ago with a few friends we wanted a radio show but it didn't work out key radio gives us an opportunity to share our message so i am happy to support the key with a monthly underwriting donation Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the Key with your monthly donation.
happy to be the Lake Sounding Board. Community radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. It's 89.3, the key. Well, welcome back. 908 is our time, and uh, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to visit with us and enjoy the uh, great programming we've got lined up. Uh, again, thanks to Tristan and Mark and Mindy Sales for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two, we've got a real treat for you, a couple of gentlemen who have been around this area, and we're going to, you know, we talk all kinds of history about the Lake of the Ozarks, you know, uh, the dam, Haha Tonka, various other places, uh, bridges and uh, other dams that they had. Yeah, that, did you know? there was more than one dam at the Lake of the Ozarks. Now, I think most of the people that live here know that, but people who visit probably don't know about Tunnel Dam. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is we've got history on all different levels, and we're going to talk a little uh, more of that history coming up after we uh, take a look at the weather forecast. Oh, you want me to tell you about it? I, I was just going to take a look at it real quick. It's hot, so that's really all you need to know. Heat advisory in effect from 11 this morning until 8 o'clock tonight, much like yesterday, much like we will have for the coming days, 95 tomorrow, 97 Thursday, 95 Friday, uh, 95 Saturday, 96 Sunday, 99 Monday. Hey, and we have a winner on Tuesday. We'll hit the century mark. That's what they're talking. Now, it's probably going to be a little cooler, probably going to be a little warmer in some spots, but all in all, this is uh, summer at the Lake of the Ozarks. You asked for it. You got it. It's summer. And uh, we are enjoying a uh, current temperature of 82 degrees as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. Uh, Again, uh, lake level pretty much uh, standard at 659, river level at 566. So there's really not a whole lot to tell you about there. However, we have a great opportunity to talk with a couple of gentlemen that have been in the business for uh, a while. And uh, first, we uh, want to welcome in uh, Mike Atwell. Good morning, sir. How are you? All right, just fine. Let's get you in a little closer to that microphone, if I can. Or, or you can pull it a little closer to you, whatever you want to do there, so we can hear that wonderful speaking voice. There. How's that? That's perfect. That's perfect. And uh, and Michael Jones. Good morning, sir. How in the world are you? Morning. Wonderful. Let's pull you in there a little closer, too. There you okay. go. That's better. That's better. And Mindy Sales would be happy because both of the gentlemen in the chairs have lowered themselves down to be a little bit closer to the microphone. But, uh, good golly, I, I almost don't know where to start. Now, I, Mike, I will say I met you. It's been a long time ago. And uh, you have worked in the uh, restaurant business in the Lake area for how many years? Since 62. Uh, 62. <laughs> wow. I'm almost a native. Yeah, you're, oh, you're not from uh, you're not a, you're not a, 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 an original. Are you a my home's player? Iberia? Iberia. Well, close enough. That's close enough. Close enough, man. And so you have uh, worked in what one, maybe two restaurants over the years, at least. <laughs> now, I've, actually, it has been pretty limited. I've worked in about five, I think. Total. Five. Well, that's just that's that's dedication right there is what that is. You probably found uh, a good place, or somebody found you and said, "You're not going anywhere, buddy." <laughs> well, I I started working for Joe Boer in '62 as a busboy. Wow! And then uh, before long, uh, they wanted to know if I wanted to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, their chef walked out, and I was a chef. Guess what? Here you go. Here, here it is. Take it over. And uh, so you worked uh, for Joe as a busboy at uh, Potted Steer or the Blue Heron? At uh, Top Deck at Mai Tai. 
top deck in Mai Tai. That's well That's before my time. Marina Bay is uh, Osage House. I don't know what it's called now. I, I think it's just uh, again, yeah. I'm kind of with you on that. I'm, I'm a little back lost. Behind, uh, where, well, Dominico's back behind, is right there, back and then you go down. Dominico's, mm-hmm. yeah. And so you, uh, how did you you get your uh, your start as far as cooking? Were you self taught? Were you uh, somebody who cooked at home? Uh, watched mom and dad? Were you somebody who did you go to culinary school or? No, um, I like to eat. That'll <laughs> do it. And I I basically learned. Everything get me going in it from Joe Boer. Right. And uh, just just on the job training, basically. He, he's kind of an interesting character. Very much. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the Mai Tai menu kind of like back then? Was it similar to any of his other menus? Or? Yeah, it was very limited. We had uh, a couple of steaks, trout, uh, no lobster. Uh-huh. Uh, I think trout was the only seafood we had. Uh-huh. A couple of chicken dishes. And, I looked at it. Uh, I looked at. I've got a copy of the menu. I looked at it recently, and uh, our trout dinner was uh, three seventy-five. What? <laughs> three seventy-five. This is back in nineteen sixty-two. Well, sometime after that. Right. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, Sorry, that's okay. Well, yeah, uh, probably sixty-four, sixty-five. Three dollars and seventy-five cents for a dinner, and so you got uh, trout fixed. Uh, Little lemon pepper. What'd you do there? We had sautéed, just sautéed in butter, right? And we had a trout au bleu, a bleu, which was uh, poached in a tarragon vinegar type soup uh, salad side in your trout kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And everything at that time cost you extra. If you got sour cream for your potato, that was a quarter. Uh-huh. And if you got uh, blue cheese dressing, an extra or blue cheese crumbles, thirty-five cents extra. So maybe instead of paying three seventy five, you paid four fifty or five bucks, yeah. and then and then the tip. And there was no liquor license, so you had to bring your own bottle. Oh, how and, nice! And pay for setups, and you paid twenty five, thirty five cents for a, a glass of water, Coke, or whatever uh-huh. for your mix. How nice! <laughs> Byob. <laughs> Don't try that at Jones Outpost, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> So you worked for Joe Boer for a while, and then you moved on to uh, a couple of other places and, and did some other things. Have you always uh, been a chef here at the Lake of the Ozarks? Yeah. Yes. Always. So where did you go after you moved uh, from the Mai Tai? Uh, from the Mai Tai, we went, I went into the Army, uh-huh. and uh, Joe opened the pod steer in uh, Jeff City okay. at uh, Bowling Alley. And then we came to Lefty Steakhouse. And uh, from there, we went. We built the potted steer here, okay. right. or, or bought the old building. And there, I went on to uh, Jackson Hole, worked for Tom Flood for oh, I think eight eight years or so. And uh, how many years did you work for Joe total? Pretty much there, twenty two, I think. Wow, yeah. And then I well, tried, you're a patient man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go on my own a little bit after. Jackson Hole and mm-hmm. opened a little place in the uh, uh, Parkway Center here called the the Center Cut, mm-hmm. and that only lasted a year. I, right. I was better working for somebody else than for myself. <laughs> well, and, and and sometimes you know it's tough to wear all the hats, isn't it? It is. It is when you're juggling the uh, ordering of the food and 
trying to keep an eye on the food costs. And at that time, did you serve liquor? I would imagine you served liquor. Yes, we did, yeah. So there's a big one right there. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, of course, the competition. What is everybody else doing that I'm not doing? Or what do I need to do? (laughs) Or how do I need to change things up a little bit? Sure. I I would imagine, you know, and for a long time, when I first moved here in the mid-'80s, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, you had your, and, and Michael touched on it earlier, you had the fast food restaurants, but you didn't have a whole lot of the franchise stuff going on. And so it was no. mom and pop businesses. And to me, that's, you know, all these folks now that are rolling in that, you know, they they come in and they've got the whole setup all figured out. And they just, uh, you know, build the building and, uh, and, and put everything in there. They're kind of building it on the foundation that was set up for them by a lot of the mom and pop shops. Uh, that's true, yeah. Yeah. And there were a lot of people came into the area that, they saw how busy we were during the summer season. Right. Of course, at that time, we had a, a nine-month year at the lake. There was three months that was just quiet and right. dead. And everybody thought, wow, I can go down there and make my money in, in the summer and go to Bahamas in the winter. But it didn't work out like that for everybody. They didn't realize yeah. that the rent was for 12 months, you know, and, yeah, and most of the expenses. Even though we only run nine months, you still have to come up with the, everything you need for the other three. That's true. <laughs> and it's interesting because, you know, you look at how things have changed here. The face of the Lake of the Ozarks has really changed. And and I will tell you that I think a lot of people that come down here still search out a lot of these locals, local places to go get a, where do the locals go? Because that's where I want to eat. And you hear that all the time. Anytime I go someplace on vacation... Where do the locals eat? That's where I go. And, uh, you know, just being in the business and trying to to run the show. And you see so many people come in with these great ideas, but they're not really very well thought through. And so you see a business open up, and in six months they've got a for rent or for lease sign on the building, uh, maybe a year. Um, and I... I always heard that you have to kind of come in with a plan and stick to that plan and, and not try to get too crazy or try to make too many changes. I always like some of these places that they were doing like lunch and supper, and then they said, oh, well, we need to do breakfast. And no, you don't. No, no. <laughs> no you don't. <laughs> Just stretches you too thin. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's interesting. So do you uh, do you get calls from restaurants or uh, chefs call you up or, you know, maybe owners call you up and say, uh, can you look at what we're doing here and kind of help us out a little bit? Do you do like a, a, a consultation uh, for I, sorts? I don't. No. Uh, I, I did it at some time. I used to have people call me, you know, we're, we're going to open a restaurant. Right. Uh, can you just work with us till, till we're ready to go and stuff like that? Yeah. And that was good money because I felt like, wow, I'm getting, paid well just to give them my opinion (laughs) well hey man obviously your opinion means something because you've been around this area for a long time and that's what do you think is the biggest the biggest challenge when you open a restaurant at the lake of the ozarks back let's say uh around 62 or 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 up to now is, is it pretty much the same challenge but but what do you think that challenge may be oh i it's hard to say Mm -hmm. of course of course, uh, financing is is a big, big thing. Right. But uh, I, one of the one of the most important things I always felt was that is to make the local people happy to, yeah. to you know get the local people to like you, and because like you said, everybody wants to go 
where's the best place to eat around here rather than reading the you know the ads and stuff the locals are your best marketing tool oh, yeah yeah we used to send out coupons to people we had uh joe bought a I don't know where he got a big stack of Confederate $50 bills. <laughs> and we would be real popular today, wouldn't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we wrote on the back of the bills, you know, good for one order of onion rings or mm. come in, have dinner with us. We'll buy you this or that. And uh, every night we'd make a bank deposit. We'd put one of those in our deposit bag. And so all these people, you know, they would come and see us and, and they'd talk about us. And that was, I think, I think that was our best. Well, Joe didn't actually advertise on uh, any media at all for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was always busy. <laughs> I remember um, I was working up in Jeff City uh, at KJMO, and I got Joe to advertise up in Jeff City. Did you? And Joe was very specific about the music he liked in his ad, right? Oh, yeah. So he was a big Dave Brubeck fan. And I looked around, looked around, looked around, looked around, and I couldn't find this CD. So finally, I'm calling friends of mine in radio in St. Louis and Kansas City. I need this song. Well, what about this one? No, I need this song. <laughs> and so when I finally found it and made the ad for him, he was, like, really surprised. that. And that, that was kind of his thing. If you went the extra mile for him, then oh, yeah. he realized that, you know, you cared. You weren't just trying to get his money. Well, I was, but, uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, but we, we went out on a on a limb to make sure he had exactly what he asked for. So, uh, any, uh, Mike, do you have any interesting stories to share uh, about Joe or working for Joe or some things that happened back in the kitchen while you were working there? Oh, he he pretty much left everything up to me in the kitchen. Nice. I mean, you know, he was he was I always said he was the chef. He mm -hmm. he did he wrote the menu and you know, gave us the recipes to work with and stuff and we would work together and tweak them a little bit, but uh it was uh, <laughs> one of the uh one of the things I always remember about Joe, we'd go somewhere and we'd go out to dinner like we go out of town and We'd almost always go to a, a smorgasbord or somewhere, mm -hmm. somewhere that was all you could eat. And uh, first thing Joe did, no matter what restaurant we went in, he'd just walk back in the kitchen. Oh, he'd, nice. He'd say, I'm going to look around. <laughs> and I know you didn't dare do that in his restaurant. You know? but that was, he, that he, was probably a real pleasure when this chef saw this guy he didn't know coming through the door. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we'd go to the, you know, Joe was, he was... Uh, he was pretty, he was a tightwad. He was cheap. Yeah. <laughs> he he didn't mind charging, but uh, we'd go out, we'd go to a smorgasbord or something, and he would he would get everything on his plate for his kids mm -hmm. rather than have them go through the line, you know. Nice. <laughs> and I always just kind of sit back and chuckled a little bit. And I, I thought it was funny. Well, you don't, uh, you don't make mon money by blowing your money. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> Most interesting uh, person that you've ever prepared food for, you think? Oh, my. Anybody famous? Uh, movie stars, TV stars, rock stars, oh, athletes? I I think at, at Jackson Hole, I fed Scott Bakula. Oh, very And um, Dennis Franz from, uh, what was it? NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue. Mm -hmm. They were in there. And, of course, Stan Musial used to come in all the time. He would uh, 
he'd bring his harmonica. He'd get up on stage with Frank Hewlett and play the harmonica. And uh, now that would have been something to see, Frank yeah. and, and Stan the man. <laughs> and I guess that's about it. We used to when I was at Jackson Hole, we used to do uh, some catering, mm -hmm. and we did some interesting jobs where we would we would load all kinds of food up, and oh, we didn't have the actual equipment we needed, so we'd go out and buy new styrofoam coolers and everything and load them up with baked potatoes to keep the rest of the food hot. I see. Very good. <laughs> hey, innovation is a, is a large part of what you do as well. <laughs> Sometimes you have to learn on the fly, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. But we had, we had you know, a lot of places, a lot of people that we would do every year. There was a group, had a house at Tantara. Mm -hmm. I guess it was a business thing, and uh, we'd feed them once a year and charge I felt like outrageous prices, and they loved it, you know. And they just throw money at us, and always insisted we sit down and eat with them. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah. That doesn't ha happen very often. No. <laughs> what about uh, the uniqueness of uh, a particular dish? Was there someone that uh, you they would come down and visit, or even if they lived here, and they would come in and they would order something that uh, was was extremely unique? Uh well, we we. Really, just we did only basically what was on the menu. We mm -hmm. didn't, you know, we didn't do stuff like that. But our, of course, our batter fried lobster. I uh, I think we basically started doing batter fried lobster. I remember we played with it for so long. Mm -hmm. We were sautéing it in a pan, sautéing it in butter, and and we cooked and ate and wasted so many lobster tails <laughs> until we got the one we liked, and that just. That and our onion rings just uh, were, you know, they kind of made us famous. They, that was the first thing people would do when they'd come in was order onion rings. The old uh, onion rings. How did you serve them? Did you serve them on the, the pole that they do sometimes? Like no, we, like just, we stacked them in a pyramid right. in, a, in a, like a boat dish. And uh, I know we used to at uh, Lefty Steakhouse, when, when we get several people in at first, mm -hmm. when there was a an audience, basically, then we'd fix up a couple of orders of onion rings and have the waitress take them and give them to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then everybody else would see them and say, ooh, got to have those, and and there we go. And One we of the were, tricks of the trade. And we were busy making onion rings the rest of the night. You get some nice hot onion rings out there, and that aroma just kind of carries through the dining room, and, uh, yeah, oh, everybody oh, wants yeah. a little something. Sure, yeah. sure, absolutely. And uh, he, he, he gave a lot of onion rings away, but... Uh, he also sold a lot of them. <laughs> well, now I, I don't, I don't know what the food cost is when it comes to onion rings, but it, uh, it's probably a little cheaper than you know handing out batter fried lobster. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Oh, I think when we started making onion rings, we were doing, I think a dollar and a quarter for mm -hmm. an order of onion rings. A dollar and a quarter. How many did you get? Ten. Seventeen. Seventeen for a buck and a quarter. Wow! <laughs> and we got that recipe actually. From uh, Lefty Fowler, the guy that originally owned Lefty Steakhouse. Mm -hmm. That's where we started making them. He was making them there. And Lefty uh, wasn't a gangster, was he? No, he wasn't. He was. <laughs> he was. I, he was very angry that he sold to Joe, and Joe did so well there. He there was. Uh, he lived below Lefty Steakhouse. That, uh -huh. that old building had like three or four levels, and he lived in, on the bottom. And uh, I know we found out a couple of times when we were changing equipment that uh, he had some of the equipment wired to his apartment 
because the rate was cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I I just I got thrown across the room. I was cutting the wires on a bun warmer uh-huh. that we had we thought was disconnected because everything else was disconnected and about knocked me across the room and about five minutes later lefty comes storming upstairs says what are you doing (laughs) knocked his power out huh? (laughs) (laughs) hey man you know what like i said innovation you you have to be innovative to own a restaurant because the cost is what you're definitely working on keeping down oh yeah all the time all the time about everything no i don't know like on the onion rings we we got a dollar and a quarter and i think I don't even know how much they are now. Probably uh, ten, twelve dollars for an order. Same, same onion, same onion ring. Yeah, and very little more cost actually. Now that markup, man, that's where you make your yeah. money, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Atwell and Michael Jones are here, and we're going to take some time to talk with Michael. We've been kind of letting uh, Mike uh, talk uh for the majority of this uh, first portion of the uh, of the program but Michael how long have you known Mike and 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 how did that relationship happen um we met probably early in the 90s when I went to work for him at Jackson Hole there I had always uh as growing up you know younger working in restaurants you'd always kind of heard of Mike Atwell and stuff he's definitely kind of a legend at the lake and everything you know top chef and stuff you know for sure uh and then when I went to work for him, you know, it was really, I mean, it was like, wow, this is going to be awesome, you know, and everything. And uh, one thing I, you know, look back and admire about Mike was on his menus and stuff, so many places over the years have, like, tried to uh, spin off and do, like, copies like Joe Boar's menu stuff and everything, mm-hmm. where Mike Atwell always did. His was different. He never really copycat anything, you know. And, and I had worked a few restaurants before I come to Jackson Hole, and, like, one was outside in Camden there, and... uh uh, that was actually, you know, John Bruner had originally, I guess, started the outside in there, worked there as a chef and stuff and everything. And so they were kind of, you know, based off Joe Board's menu from everything from salad dressing to the lobster and onion rings, stuff like that, you know. Right. And then uh, I'd also worked at the brass door as a kid and same thing there. But when I went to work there, it was kind of interesting because, you know, he'd worked for Joe for 20-some years. But then his everything was so different, even the salad dressings, you know. I mean, the way even bread some stuff and everything mm-hmm. was different, you know. Uh you know, they did prime rib there. Joe never did prime rib. You know, I still actually do the prime rib today that Mike showed me how to do back in the early 90s and stuff and everything. So It's pretty amazing, and we're going to get some more of this history lesson as uh, we take uh, some time to hang out with uh, Mike Atwell, Michael Jones. Phone lines are open if you've got a question for him. We're going to step aside and take a quick break. We've got information from Nathan Bechtold. He's filling in for Stacy Johnson at LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Chris Schneider with a check of sports from Lake TV. We're having fun on this Tuesday. Tuesday is Good Foods Day on The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Nathan Bechtold, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, June 14th. It was another fun weekend on the water, but it was not a record-breaking one. Last weekend, the Lake of the Ozarks CVB invited boaters to join in a boat parade as they tried to beat the Guinness Book of World Records. The world record for largest boat parade was set in Malaysia in 2014 with 1,180 boats. Last weekend on Lake of the Ozarks, only about 300 joined in the parade. A big number, but not a record-breaking one. CVB director Heather Brown says they don't currently have plans to try again. 
The Camdenton school janitor found guilty of exposing himself to multiple children was sentenced to 20 years in prison on Friday. A unanimous jury found 30-year-old Jesse DeVore guilty in April for six counts of sexual misconduct involving a child. Several parents of victims read emotionally charged statements on Friday asking Judge Kenneth Hayden for the maximum sentence. And a Lynn Creek woman was injured Saturday in a crash on Route M. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, David Terry was driving a Chevy Trailblazer when the vehicle began to slide on gravel, traveled off the right side of the road, struck an embankment, and overturned. A passenger, Rachel Terry, sustained moderate injuries and was taken to Lake Regional Hospital in Osage Beach. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life. lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, um, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. You ready for a little football? Well, not quite yet, but the mandatory minicamp comes this week for the Chiefs. Actually, it starts today, goes through Thursday. This is the last big event for the Chiefs before they open training camp on July 26th. Preseason games this year for the Chiefs in Chicago and then at home against Washington and the Packers before opening the regular season. Hey, so much for freedom of speech in the NFL. The Washington Commanders fined Coach Jack Del Rio for saying the January 6th incident was uh, not near as bad as all the other rioting and burning and looting during the BLM Antifa riots in 2020. Coach can't say what's on his mind, apparently. As for baseball, Major League style, the Cardinals continue their series at home against the Pirates today. They've got a doubleheader against Pittsburgh. They'll finish out that series tomorrow. And the Royals, they're on the road in San Francisco to play the Giants today. Royals, of course, really struggling this year. Later this week, the big NCAA baseball tournament College World Series gets underway in Omaha. The number one ranked team in the country out of the SEC, Tennessee, was upset in the last round, so they will not be there. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7, 5, and 11 every single day. If you haven't liked Lake TV on Facebook yet, be sure to do that. Lake TV with 40,000 Facebook followers. Uh, be sure to be one of them. Hey, you can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update.
for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station 89.3, The Key. All right, 937 back on the air with uh, a couple of restaurant veterans that we have in the studio with us. Uh, Mike Atwell, Michael Jones, we'll talk with uh, them here again shortly. Uh, here's uh, kind of the lineup uh, of what we've got going on for the rest of the week on The Daily Show tomorrow. Ike Skelton will join me from 8 until 10. On uh, Thursday, Chris Ann Hall. Chris Ann Hall, who's going to be in the area on June 22nd at the First Baptist Church in Camdenton. She is a uh, constitutional lawyer, educator, patriot, author, speaker, radio host. And we're going to talk with Chris Ann in the 8 o'clock hour on Thursday morning. We'll also have uh, time to uh, chat with Danny Ellison, the educated redneck. Danny will join me. And also Tim Gallatin from the Camdenton Chet of the Missouri Department of Transportation. That is the Thursday show. Friday, it looks like right now, we definitely have Dave Moppin in the queue uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. So we'll find out what's been going on among the dogwoods. And don't forget, you can subscribe to Dave's blog. 938, 84 degrees, hot, 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 hot. Heat advisory in effect from 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. today. Do what you have to do. Get it done early. Wait and do it late. Uh, or just uh, don't do it at all. Just hang out if you can someplace cool and uh, get uh, get that much-needed relief. Stay hydrated as well, folks, because that's a, uh, that's a big issue, a big problem if you have anything to do outdoors. 9.38 is our time. Let's talk some more food history, some more restaurant history at the Lake of the Ozarks. Now, here a couple of years ago, COVID rolled in and basically put the brakes on almost everything at the Lake of the Ozarks. But I think there were a lot of restaurants that were scratching their heads trying to figure out what in the world are we going to do. So some of the restaurants offered, you know, curbside pickup. You could call in your order. You could stop by and pick it up and take it home. Uh, but, man, there were just a lot of uh, twists and turns that came along with COVID. 
So that's the most recent thing. Uh, Mike, do you remember any instances where the lake got hit really hard? I know 2007, 2008, when uh, there were a lot of people losing their jobs and, and we had the big housing crash and things along those lines. But do you remember any other times? And how did you cope with that? I, I actually don't. I don't remember anything happening. I'm, well, that's good. Like I was, well, at that I was working with Joe, mm-hmm. and uh, he just he stayed busy all the time. When when other places were having slow times, right, he was always busy, and therefore I was always busy and yeah. just didn't pay any attention to the other guy. Well, listen, <laughs> hey man, if you if you're moving forward and getting it done, I guess there's really no need to worry about anybody else. Other than, did you ever do any? Did they did they do any reconnaissance where you'd go into the restaurant, maybe dressed up in you know a fake beard, sunglasses, and a ball cap to see what see what the menu was like or what other people were doing? Uh, no, I well, most of the places that, that we were competitors with, I knew the people that worked there, right. and and we all just you know we we'd gather after work and go have a drink or yeah. whatever, and uh, it was you know. It, it wasn't uh, a competition between the employees. It was just. Was there a lot of camaraderie back in the day? There was. There yeah. was. Yeah, and there was. Uh, oh, in early years, it was it was clickish. Mm-hmm. There was uh, there was a Tantera crowd, mm. and there was a the uh, Four Seasons crowd, mm-hmm. and the Holiday Inn crowd. Oh. You know, and these these three groups were the three busiest places, and all these people were kind of in their own. Their own clique, you know, they 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 didn't. They would see each other, but they weren't sitting at the same table. They didn't socialize with <laughs> others. No, you can't go over and talk to those people. If we see you talking to those people, you'll get fired. I don't know if it was that extreme. They, they think you're going to go work there instead of here. <laughs> go, go release some trade secrets from your restaurant to the other restaurants. Michael Jones joining us, of course. Uh, Jones Outpost, uh, Outpost in in Montreal, which they have chicken livers. That is that to me is like you know I'll go anywhere, but I'll go to the place that has chicken livers each and every time I can get my hands on them. Plus a lot of other great food, uh, Smoking Jones, which is around the corner. Which I should start walking there rather than <clears throat> driving because it makes more sense uh, to to walk there, eat, and then walk home. And then uh, you're getting ready to uh, get into another venture, aren't you? Yeah, we are here soon. We're hoping maybe for the end of the month or probably first July. When we're planning on maybe being open stuff and everything, so it's going to be in the old bullpen down KK there. So it's going to be a Jones Chop House uh, uh, steak, seafood. We're going to have some of the Jones Outpost favorite items on the menu there too. A few of those. So chicken, chicken livers for sure will be on there. I mean, they're one of our biggest sellers and everything. So I got to say, you know, I first met you. This was kind of interesting how I met you. You were teamed up with a friend of mine, Tom Lee, and this was at the Camdenton Black Belt Academy, mm-hmm. and they were hosting a tournament, and so Michael put together all the appetizers. And he didn't just put together, like, appetizers, like cheese and crackers. <laughs> he went, you know, and everybody was just blown away by the fact that this tournament had, you know, some killer food. And uh, I thought, well, man, this... It is something he does in his spare time because I really didn't know Michael that well, and I got to know him over the years. And then finally, with his restaurants and everything, and and we love uh, frequenting the restaurants. Uh, big fan of of, uh, of uh, Smoke and Jones, and um, 
what got you motivated to get into this? Was it this guy here, or did you kind of start out like Mike did, as, as like a busser and just kind of worked your way up, or a dishwasher? Yeah, my first job was actually at Old Smorgasbord here in Osage Beach. Just right next to us it's here. Just right next to us here. I started there. I was 11 years old. Uh, had a friend of the family that was working there. Uh, they needed help one weekend, and I went down and helped out for the weekend, and right. uh, I really enjoyed it and stuff. And uh, they didn't really have any openings. They just had someone out that weekend need someone to cover, so I went and filled in, and mm-hmm. uh I mean, this place was, uh, I mean, they put the people through there. It seated, you know, 550 people was a seated there. And a busy Friday, Saturday night, they had turned that place three times. It was just, it was crazy and stuff there. And uh, and then they called me a few weeks. Um, you know, they had an opening. And I said, mm-hmm. sure, you know, and everything. So right. went to work there. And uh, first year, pretty much, you know, bus tables there and everything. Second year, I was back in the kitchen washing dishes a little bit and doing the pot and pans. Uh, they had this pot and pan station that was just... Uh, it was massive. It was probably, you know, 15, 20 foot long, you know, in the room back there. It was kind of open to the kitchen. But you'd go in the afternoon, like one or two, you know, and it'd have pots and pans piled to the ceiling, you know. And you'd be there till 10, 11 o'clock at night scrubbing pots and pans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but I was in the kitchen. That's where I wanted to be. I was in the kitchen for sure. I really enjoyed it back there. And then uh, later on that year, they needed a fry cook and stuff. So I started, you know, frying chicken up for them there and everything. And, uh we always uh we always kept our fried chicken like in 55 gallon trash cans in the walk-in cooler you know and uh i remember dragging them trash cans i could hardly pull them across the kitchen floor 55 gallon drums full of chicken yeah full of chicken and i remember like uh, towards the end of the night you know i could barely reach the chicken in the bottom of the trash can i was you know when i was that <laughs> small stuff everything i had the trouble trying to grab it out of there to fry it and stuff but uh but yeah i was there for until i was like 16 and stuff everything i was uh great place to work they treated me really good you know mm-hmm. the owners and everything there and it was, it was a great experience too for learning that high volume like that high volume fast pace i they, guess you know and of course you know back then everything was made from scratch they had that 30 foot salad bar they made everything from scratch in the kitchen there uh we used to cook these big steamship rounds of, of roast beef and they were like you know like 80 pound steamship rounds with the bone in them stuff and everything and that, a 30-foot so. salad bar, I can't even imagine. you probably need, what, three or four people to maintain that thing? They did. They had one guy come in the daytime, really. His name was Haas. So he come in. He uh, pretty much made all the salads from scratch and everything out there, you know, and all the toppings out there. Then uh, usually at nighttime, it took two people to keep it stocked at nighttime out there, just run back and forth, keeping it stocked up out there, you know. So, yeah. It's like a drill team, you know what I mean? You, you, somebody would, would push a button, the alarm would go off back in the kitchen, and here come these people out with these uh, these things to fill uh, the, the salad and, and all the other things that they had on the salad bar. 30 feet long. I can't even grasp that concept. That's huge. Oh, it, was, it was massive, yeah. It yeah. Was massive. And, you know, every day we had to ice it down out there. We had the... We used uh, the, we had two ice machines. One was like a large cube. That's what we put in the bottom of it. And then right. we had a crushed ice machine. We filled up on top, and then we'd go out there and put all the big plastic salad bowls of all the salads in them and stuff out there. Then uh, then uh, we'd use fresh kale to go around and garnish everything there around with everything so you couldn't see the ice really and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then every night, you know, you had to clean all that ice out of there stuff and everything and hot water it and wash it down the drain stuff and everything, clean it out and do the same thing next day, so... And did you wash the kale and reuse it? We did. We did. We, and, you know, and back then, you know, kale wasn't something you thought about eating. You just thought it was a garnish, really? you know. And, <laughs> but, yeah, we did. We rewashed that kale and used it, you know, stuff. I, think. I, mean, it's, I mean, I remember, like, on our uh, four gravies we made there, it was, uh, 
you know, we saved the the ajou, you know, from the the stock from the pot roast there, the, those big steamships. We'd skim the fat off that. We'd use that for the roux and then the stock for the gravy and stuff and everything, you know. So yeah, it was. <laughs> well, you didn't mess around back then. I I would imagine you didn't, you didn't get food delivered like you get it delivered today, like uh, oh, you no. know, a couple times a week if if you need it. Because I remember uh, I worked at the old Eddie's for a while and i remember we used to get certain deliveries on certain days and you've got like springfield grocer i don't know if anybody is is middendorf still around anymore out of st louis do they still deliver yeah they're, they're pfg now what they are uh-huh. PF, pfg had bought them out stuff yeah that's amazing that's just uh incredible the certain days of the week you knew what was coming in and when and yeah when you had time to uh load and unload and it was all hands on deck when the food truck showed up get that stuff off of there get it in the freezer get it wherever it needs to go and then, uh, then you start uh, maybe doing your prep work. Well, actually, your prep work started early, 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 and uh, we kind of went from there. But what got you interested in, uh, in in cooking? Did you go to culinary school? Was it something you learned at home? It was it. Uh, sometimes you know it's interesting how people learn to cook because let's say for example it's a single parent home or mom and dad both work. And somebody needs to be there to, uh, you know, cook for the rest of the family. You've got brothers and sisters that are too young to be messing with the stove. Sometimes I've heard stories like that. And then that person has gone on to, you know, run a restaurant, then own a restaurant, then own restaurants. What was, what, what's your story, Michael? You know, I'm thinking I'm the same as Mike Atwell here. I like to eat. You know, I like to eat. I like good food and right. everything. Uh, you know, I grew up, you know, on a farm and stuff and everything in Montreal, and we always had a big garden, you know. We uh, always raved livestock and, you know, had chickens and cows and mm-hmm. stuff there, you know. So we always had plentiful of fresh food, uh, had several relatives around, you know, aunts and uncles, stuff, everything. It's kind of the same thing, and they were just great cooks, just, you know, I mean, just good farm cooks, what they were, stuff, you know. And uh, I think when I started working at a restaurant down there, I just... Uh, I really just enjoyed working in the kitchen, you know, yeah. stuff, everything. Kind of, when I was at a young age, I think I kind of found that my calling then. I really enjoyed it and stuff and everything. So I just, uh, you know, I, I, I would, um, you know, when I left those smorgasbord, I, you know, went, I went to the brass door, like outside in, lodge four seasons. And, and a lot of times it used to kind of make my dad kind of mad because I would a lot of times leave a job to go another job. I'd take a, I'd take a pay cut, you know, but I would always go somewhere where I knew I could learn something, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff there. And if I thought I could learn something there, you know, and, if I wouldn't make as much, it was still a benefit for me, I thought, you know. So, because I was, I just wanted to, you know, take in and learn all I could and stuff and everything there. So, so as an owner operator, do you still enjoy it as much as you did when you first started? I do. Do you? I do. I do, actually. Yeah. It's, I do, actually. Yeah. It's uh, a little bit different, you know. I mean, uh, I've got uh, a few more responsibilities, of course, stuff, everything. But, you know, I've always, you know, I, I just surround myself with good people. Yeah. Surround myself with good people, you know. Uh, I can, uh, the kind of benefit of that is too, of, you know, kind of owner operator is, uh, if, you know, if you don't like working with them, well, you don't have to, guess what, you know, so, <laughs> you know, there, and, and that makes a difference, you know, you, everybody has to really get along and stuff, you know, you get a bad apple, you need to weed them out, you know, for sure there, but, uh, but no, I, I still enjoy it, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't feel like I really get to have the time to maybe be as creative much as I'd like to be stuff and everything, you know, there, but, but like I said, you just, uh, you know, surround yourself with good people and they've take care of a lot of stuff for me and everything, you know, and that's how, I mean, I couldn't do all this by myself for sure. There's no way, you know, you have to have, uh, you know, your team, your crew there and everything to do stuff for you there. So, well, we've come in your restaurants to have dinner and, uh, and most of the time that I was there, uh, I saw you back in the kitchen and I know you've got some other, uh, chefs that work with you mm-hmm. and some other folks that I'm sure are training. 
So at some point, you know, you're not always having to be back there. I, I guess you'll do it as long as you enjoy doing it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like right now at the outpost, I mean, I'm on the line every night, you know, yeah. five nights a week there. I'm there, you know, uh, barbecue. Uh, when we first opened, I was there quite a bit of time, everything. You know, I'd usually spend most of my daytime there. It goes to outpost at night. Mm-hmm. And it pretty much, uh, the barbecue pretty much runs itself now, really. Really, the outpost could, too, but I enjoy being there, those stuff, everything, yeah. you know, so being out there. But uh, but once again, you know, like I said, you know, you just got, you know, good people that care stuff for you and everything. Right. And Well, I think that's one of the nice things about being back in the kitchen is then you get to come out and kind of walk around and talk to the, the people that are there. Uh, and, and, you know, asking them how everything is and just chit-chatting with them. Because in being in your restaurant, you've got so much history on the walls, pictures and things like that. And so you were you were born and bred. You're from the Lake area. Montreal. Actually, yeah, Montreal, Montreal Missouri. Yeah. Born and raised out in Montreal. Yeah. yeah. So. And so how is, how is being born in Montreal as, let's say, opposed to St. Louis or Kansas City or Columbia or, or even Jeff City, how was that different for you growing up and, and kind of getting into uh, what it is you're doing now? It seems to me that there was a lot of really uh, close ties with family. Oh, yeah, definitely there, you know. And I think for what I do now, I mean, what the lake area was, I mean, I think one of the best areas in the state back in the day, probably still today, for for restaurants and, and quality restaurants and chefs and stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, the lake has had so many great restaurants over the years, you know. And, uh, I mean, of course, I mean, this was a great place to grow up in the 60s, 70s, 80s for sure down yeah. here. You know, it was just, I mean, there probably wouldn't be a better place to be in the summertime, you know, than like the Ozarks, you know, back in those days and stuff. So. I really enjoy hearing about uh, a lot of the stories of, of, of people like yourself that, and, and, and you're from Iberia, so you're, like I said, we're, you're not that far away, uh, Mike. Growing up and, and, you know, being a kid that maybe worked in a restaurant, being a kid that worked on a gas dock, being, you know, and, and having, you, you guys were more privy to that, uh, uh, kind of that family-oriented Lake of the Ozarks, you know, Lee Mesa's Ozark Opry and some of the other music shows that they had. Uh, you had the water skiing show. You had a lot of different things going on. And I don't necessarily say we've lost kind of that family feel at the Lake of the Ozarks, but things back in the 60s and the 70s and even the early 80s, that was the experience in a lot of uh, cases at the Lake of the Ozarks. Now it's the hustle and bustle and people want to come down and get out on the water. And they kind of miss that, you know, the family-owned resorts, which, uh, you know, I worked for one when I first lived down here. And I thought it was uh, incredible just to see these same people coming back year after year because this is where they came. This is where they felt comfortable. They always knew where they were going to go eat. You didn't have to ask them. They didn't ask. You know, that maybe they asked the first time they came down here, where's a good place to go and eat? And then once they found that place, they were loyal to it no matter what. And it just seems like that was so much more of that uh, that family feel. And, you know, now we've got chain restaurants and big box stores. And do you feel like we've kind of lost our way a little bit down here with that? I, I think so myself. Yeah. I, I definitely think so. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I remember when all the, all the little resorts were just cabins and people would come down and, and use the same cabin every year. Right. And, you know, it was like... Uh, like going to grandma's house, uh, the people that owned it were your hosts, and uh, they were your friends, too. Right, right. And uh, now, you know, I used to be able to go out on the bend and uh, rent a fishing boat for $6 a day and go out and spend the day on the lake, you know. That was a lot of money. 
Yeah, well, that's, but yeah. it was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to worry about getting capsized. No, no. Uh-uh. There, there weren't, most of the waves were the ones you made. <laughs> All right, each of you have got an interesting story to tell us uh, about maybe a unique experience or something funny that happened or... Uh, you showed up at work and uh, you forgot your keys or something. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. Uh, a rather interesting story that really stands out in your mind. Uh, I didn't study. <laughs> <laughs> actually, let me go on this one first. Okay, while you good. Think here, because actually, and this, I mean, I was trying to think here, but this one pops to mind. It's actually when I was working for Mike at Jackson Hole. Right. Um, some uh, some people have recently had bought from Tom Flood. There was uh, Gail Moore. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was Gail's wife's name? I- they were from they were from Australia, is where they're from, yeah. and they kind of you know turned into the Jackson Hole Koala Country stuff, everything. Right, right. And a super great guy. Anyway, I remembered uh, he had went to St. Louis to pick up a friend of his coming in from Australia. Anyway, they were we were going to you know make dinner for him. They got back that night, so it's going to be kind of a late night for him. Anyway, on the way back, he had got pulled over for speeding or whatever, something like that. And uh, I don't know if he even had a. Uh, Missouri driver's license at that time, whatever. Gail was a great guy, though. He was very comical guy, stuff, everything. And uh, so they were late. He had made a wrong turn somewhere getting back and everything. So it was, like, super late. Well, we had some bus boys that like to pull pranks and stuff every now and then, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, they had set up. Well, Gail showed up kind of late there with the, with the crew and stuff. And, then, of course, we had waited for him to make him dinner. And uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, it was Eugene. Uh, Eugene had, or Jean Jean. He had uh, rigged up a bucket of water above the back door there oh. come into the kitchen. And he's trying to get Mike Smith the, with it. The redheaded gene? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so anyway, but Gail had come to that door. Gail, the owner, had everything. And that bucket of water just dumped all over him there. And he was going to go sit down and have dinner out there, you know. So anyways, <laughs> and Gail was a good guy. He had a great sense of humor. He was easy going. But anyway... I remember, you know, Gene the Buster gave him his shirt stuff and everything, and then uh, we actually had a dishwasher there, and he had uh, been across the street that night at uh, the fountains or what it was then, you know, something like that, you know, and he had he had, had too many drinks, and he had come crawling in the back door, had some teeth knocked out stuff and everything, and old school. It must have been Bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was there, thing, you know. And here this guy trying to impress his friends, you know, coming in and stuff and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, scary bill. Not there a good a, night to pull pranks when the night. when the owner's already probably a little bit miffed at, at, <laughs> at having to get stopped and then got lost and everything else. How about you, Mike? Oh, one of the things I do remember, I don't know if Mike remembers it or not, it involves Mike when he first started working for me at Jackson Hole. We had, uh, our kitchen was, you know, it was usually smoky and everything, and and the ceilings were white and they were, kind of smoke-colored mm-hmm. at the time. Sure. You remember that, Mike? I remember that. I was <laughs> hoping you wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> I, uh, I was off one night or uh-huh. out at doing catering or something, and I came back in, and Mike had gotten up and written with a clean cloth, wash me on the ceiling. <laughs> so his next job was to clean the whole ceiling. Nice. <laughs> Watch what you wish for. Watch what you wish for. <laughs> I uh, I still tell that story often on some of my cooks. <laughs> yeah, you got a ceiling yeah, along. Yeah. <laughs> used to be a company that I worked for where we went, went into restaurants and cleaned those ceiling tiles. And let me tell you, that's not a whole lot of fun to have to mess with oh. that. This was a like a 
an enamel painted ceiling or right. something, and you could not get it clean. I mean, you could get it clean, but then when you get back and look at it, it had streaks all over it where you had wiped and everything. Nice. And it was a pretty tall ceiling, and it was it was a tough job, wasn't it? I, it was. <laughs> I know, we, used, we used to clean it once a year at, at the end of the season, but right. uh, this time it got cleaned twice that year. <laughs> Mike Atwell and Michael Jones, gentlemen, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Greatly appreciate it. Enjoyed it thoroughly, and uh, we'd love to have you back to tell some more stories uh, here in the future. Folks, we are uh, going to wrap this one up and take you from the Daily Show into uh, the Missouri Liberty Report with John Williams. It's coming up next on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. Now 85 degrees. He'd advise